You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Beltway Beef podcast. This is Ashley, and today I'm joined by Jerry Bone, who's the president of NCBA. Jerry has a long history in the cattle and beef industry. So, Jerry, we are so happy to have you on the podcast today. It's good to be with you all and with all of our audience out there, NCBA members across the country. Well, sir, I know you have a really rich and and storied history in the industry. So if you just want to tell us how you got started in the industry, that's that'd be a great way to start today. Well, I'm a native of northeast Kansas. I grew up in the Flint Hills. Uh, Members of my family made their living uh, custom grazing cattle in the hills as I was growing up. And I got to help participate in some of that as I went along. I then attended uh, Kansas State University and got a BS degree in animal science. Uh, The cattle feeding industry was kind of a growth industry about the time I got out of college. And so uh, I uh, began to work in the the feed yard industry. I also spent uh, a little bit later then in, uh, from 1975 to 1982 at Cattlefax, which really gave me the opportunity to get a very wide exposure to the industry across the country and meet a lot of people in the business. And uh, so I think that afforded me the opportunity to uh, grow and mature. Uh, and then I came to uh, Pratt, Kansas in late summer of 1982 to manage a feed yard and ended up spending uh, about 35 or 36 years there doing that. And uh, during that time, I became uh, active in Kansas Livestock Association. Uh, I served as president of KLA in 1997 and then got got more active in NCBA, both on the federation side as well as the policy side, which uh, led me to uh, decide to run for office at NCBA after I retired from active management of the feed yard. And it's been a it's been a really good ride and a, a good experience as we uh, uh, try to transition and help the industry grow and, and survive and we can stay profitable through these tumultuous times. Well, you certainly came in at, you know, kind of a a tough year for the cattle industry, you know, after COVID and, you know, dealing with all the issues that have really been on the plates of cattle producers this year. So can you tell me about, you know, your top priorities as president this year and and what you've hoped to achieve? Well, I think obviously the first thing is, as you mentioned, uh, uh, just helping the industry navigate through the COVID crisis. And I think thankfully we're now, we can say that we're on the backside of that. We're not completely through it. There's no doubt about it. Cattle marketing was the biggest issue and has has been and has continues to be a, a big issue. The The imbalance between beef prices and what our producers are getting for their cattle. And uh, uh, we're finally maybe seeing some light at the end of the tunnel in that respect here just in the last few weeks as we've put about $5 on the fed cattle market the last two weeks. So I think navigating through that and, and heading getting the market headed in a better direction has certainly been one thing. We knew coming in with this new administration that climate change and sustainability and, and all the climate issues were going to be a, something that we were going to have to focus on. And we have done that with our sustainability goals that the association rolled out in uh, in our meeting in in uh, Nashville in August. So those were a couple of the things. And then I think, too, just uh, growing the membership. Certainly, we would like to see less infighting within the industry. That's an ongoing challenge that we probably haven't got completely licked yet. Well, I know, Jerry, you're a, you're a pretty selfless guy. And the reason that you're in this position is to serve cattle producers. But what would you say is your greatest achievement as president or the thing that you are most proud of that you got to do this year? 
Oh, there'd be two or three things. I think uh, one, uh, we I talked earlier about the cattle marketing issues. We have increased the amount of negotiated trade, particularly in the Texas Panhandle and Kansas. So I think that that was a result of us going to work and working with the uh, producers in those part of the country in that part of the country to uh, increase negotiated trade and I think getting the sustainability goals passed uh, we had some pushback from some parts of our industry about that and probably will continue to have but I think getting those uh, established and on board and our memberships up too I think we're up over 1600 members at this time compared to a year ago and so I think that indicates that some of the the work that NCBA is doing is having meeting with acceptance across the country. I think maintaining our strong presence in Washington, D.C. has been very beneficial. Uh, you know, I think it's well known that most offices in D.C. were shut down for during the most of the pandemic. The NCBA offices in both De- Washington and Denver were open the whole time. And I think that points out the resiliency and the, the uh, steadfast desire of our association to serve our members, per- and particularly with staff members that, that chose to come to work every day when they could have stayed at home. So those are some things that I think stick out as I reflect back over the last year. Yeah, I think those are, you know, very significant achievements and, and things to be proud of. But as you look at the future of NCBA and, you know, the future generation of agriculturists that's coming up through the ranks, what is your greatest wish or, or your best piece of advice for the future? Well, I think we've got to, uh, you know, we're going through a transition. Land, land, I think, is estimated like 40% of the land in the next 20 years is going to change hands. And so that means a new generation of producers. And I think we've got to continue to work hard to involve younger people. And I was pleased at our convention in Nashville in August that there were so many young people in attendance and getting them involved and helping them uh, keep this great industry going is certainly uh, something that I look forward to, as well as... uh, you know, again, helping the industry uh, stay profitable. Beef demand's record good. And I think we should hang, that's something we can hang our hat on and uh, take advantage of and uh, continue to focus on meeting consumer demands and meeting those, uh, what the consumer wants from us as far as the products we provide and the way that we do it. Absolutely. And, you know, before we let you go today, Jerry, in honor of Veterans Day, I think we would be remiss uh, not to mention your service to our country. So you served as a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army Reserve. So thank you so much for your service and, and all that you did. But we also have a lot of members and, and cattle producers across the country who have served our nation. And so what would be your message to them? Well, first of all, to thank them for their service. You know, uh, this great country was founded upon uh, freedom and it takes a a lot of men and women uh, participating in the armed services, whatever branch it might be to protect that freedom. And I know today uh, uh, there's a lot of controversy in our country about a lot of things, but I think everybody would say that it is important that we have a strong national defense and it takes people to do that. And so uh, I encourage young people to consider military service for a period of time because there's nothing better than serving your country. I grew up in the Vietnam War era and uh, uh, military service during that time was looked down upon. And so uh, I think over time, though, uh, from Civil War times on forward, you know, the the great world wars and all of that, uh, there were many, many people who sacrificed. Many of them gave their life for our country and to preserve the freedom that we enjoy today. So I would just uh, thank everybody for their service and challenge everybody to continue to uh, push forward on maintaining that freedom that we enjoy. 
Well, thank you, Jerry. Thank you for your service to the cattle industry and, and cattle producers across the United States. And, you know, more importantly, your service to our country. Um, thank you so much for being on today. And we we appreciate you giving us all that advice and giving a rundown of, of what you've been up to this year as president. Well, thank, thanks for having me on. And I would also like to invite everyone to consider attending our national convention in Houston in February. Wonderful. Thanks, Jerry. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. 